This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was dating. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast, and it is 2017. Happy New Year! I am one of your hosts, Billy Scafuri. I'm the other host, Adam Lustick. And it is episode number 55. The Double Nickel Bill. The Matumbo. The Matumbo episode. Mm -hmm. The Memorial Matumbo episode. Shout out to Kembe Matumbo. Yeah, one of the greatest NBA superstars with the greatest speaking voice that has ever come across the sports landscape yet. One of my favorite Matumbo facts. Yes. And there should be some sort of website called (laughs) MatumboFacts.com. Com, org, definitely. Um, so when Michael Jordan would be announced pregame, they would say six six from North Carolina. Yes. And when somebody came from Duke, they would say like six four from Duke. Yes. When Dikembe Mutombo was introduced to the uh, team yes. before the game, yes. the announcer would say. Seven feet tall from Congo (laughs) to Kembe Matumbo. Yeah, no university, not even the Congo. Just from Congo Mm -hmm. to Kembe Matumbo. And remember during the 1992 All-Star Game, this is indelible in my memory because we were nine, like perfect influenced age at the time. Yeah. They went through all of his names and he has like 11. Dikembe Matumbo are like two of his like 13 names. Oh, I'd be interested to hear all of his names. I wish I could recall, but it's each one is, I think, more syllabic than both Dikembe and Matumbo. I think those the most accessible two of the names. If we remember, let's open the second act with Dikembe Mutombo's full name. Okay, I would like. I would really like that. That will be our gift to the No Joke That's listeners our gift. for the new year. Exactly. Where you're going to get Mutombo's full, full name. Full-born birth name. In the second act. Now, speaking of Double Nickel and Michael Jordan, Billy, I just want to say that there's also another famous basketball event that you have a very personal connection to, that when Michael Jordan returned to the NBA in 1995, again, we're 12 and 13, so yep. like peak fandom. Yep. Uh, Michael Jordan returned after a quick hiatus from playing baseball, returned to the NBA with a simple press conference. He said, I'm back. It was bedlam Done. all over the world. Done. Do you remember how you that- reacted to his comeback announcement? Mm, no, I guess I don't remember how I reacted, but he never left. Yeah. You know, for me, like, when he left, he still, when he left the Bulls to retire for quote unquote yes. a couple of years, yeah. he did Space Jam. That's he was right. still on Sports Center, like, missing the curveball. He was everywhere. He was everywhere still. You know, he was still doing his Hanes commercials. Exactly. So I know that, like, Mike didn't go anywhere, but now that he's wearing the Bulls jersey again, He's back. I'm back. Right. I'm back. So he comes back. The first game is at Indiana. I don't know how I remember all this so specifically, but he also had his shorts. The NBA patch of his shorts was accidentally sewn onto the back instead of the front. And it was like, Jordan is stumbling his way back to the NBA. Right. Isn't this silly? Right. He was wearing 45 instead of 23. His fifth game back. Yes. I, th- I think it was the fifth game back. He goes to the Garden. He goes to Madison Square Garden to play the New York Knicks, my belo- our beloved New York Knicks. But yeah. you, frankly, were also beloved Michael Jordan. Oh, at that time, there the was Knicks. no beloved New York Knicks. Yeah. I wore a Bulls jersey to the Garden. Yes. And sat in the back row. Yes. So you got tickets to this game somehow. Through my soccer coach. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yep. So you got to go with your coach? Do you no, with his, his son and one of our friends. Incredible. Mm-hmm. So the three of you went to Madison Square Garden. I want to say it was like a, I don't know, Mar- I think it was March, like mid-March. Okay. And it was a game at the Garden. The Knicks were, frankly, at the peak of their powers because when Jordan left, that opened the door for Ewing and Starks and the rest of us to actually get a title. So we were like probably at that point of the season had one of the better records in the league. We yeah. were one of the best teams. Yeah. And the Garden is a tough place to win, and we're good now. And you're good now, and Mike's wearing his shorts backwards. It's backwards, he's four. 45, he's shaking off the rust. He was just playing baseball. He's basically Matt Jordan. <laughs> exactly. He's not exactly. Mike Jordan. Matthew Jordan. Right. So Matthew Jordan rolls into the Madison Square Garden. Billy's young Billy and his friends are in the garden. Last row. Literally worst seats in the house. You're literally in the last row? Yeah, so That's... I'm in the last row of the garden and behind the basket. Oh, God. So there's literally no periphery. <laughs> you can't see You're anything. just so high up. But, I mean, you know Mike's in the building. You're in the building with Michael Jordan. Correct. You're in the same physical structure as MJ. And when you're that young, you feel it. Feel the energy, man. Yes. You feel Matt Jordan's I energy. I can change Mike Jordan today. <laughs> I, I, somehow I can interact with him. We can... He could hear me if I shrieked loud enough. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, and as is, I mean, maybe some of you who are familiar with NBA folklore know this tale, but Michael Jordan, fifth game back from not playing basketball for years, of course goes into the Madison Square Garden, the mecca of basketball against the, my beloved New York Knicks, yes. his arch rival, yes. and he absolutely torches us. Smoked. 
at halftime, he had 35. I got a text from my friend Dan Bernstein that said, turn on TNT. Michael has – Jordan has 35 yes. at the half. Yes. And I hadn't even watched – up until then, I had something else to do where I was like maybe at a taekwondo class probably. Okay. Came home, turned it on. Jordan ends with 55 points. Correct. That is why that's relevant to this episode, the yes. double nickel episode. Yep. And then he knocks in the middle of the court, I remember, on the on the logo. It was just kind of ceremonious like I'm back. Yes. beautiful. Yes. And he finished the game. The yes. game, despite his 55 – Herculean 55 point effort which was like by far the best game he had had since returning from baseball mm-hmm. Remember, they, he returned like 12 days like just then right 10 days ago uh he scores 55 points and in the very last possession it's a tie game the bulls have the ball the clock is winding down yeah jordan drives the lane every defender and everyone in the building probably including young Bill- billy yes. thinks he's gonna take the shot Duh. who else would Duh. the entire defense collapses to him and he throws the ball to bill Wennington, who dunks the game-winning dunk home. Jordan gets the game-winning assist, insult to injury. Hey, if you're wondering, hey, who's Bill Wennington? I don't know Bill Wennington. Look at your dad. <laughs> Look at your dad. That's probably what Bill Wennington looks <laughs> your like. Your dad with a goatee. Or if your dad already has a goatee, he's already Wennington. A regular. Yeah. <laughs> a regular. Totally a regular, regular guy. Not Michael Jordan. Yeah. That was actually, so the game ends. And I'm one of the only, like, uh, loud Bulls fans in Madison Square oh, Garden, which isn't pleasant. Right. My soccer coach actually had to ask me what I, why I was behaving that way at practice the next week. Because <laughs> I was, I was it was his season tickets, and he wasn't pleased with yes. how they were being represented. That's right. But afterwards, we ran around the garden to where the Bulls team bus was loading up. Scotty Pippen walks out. I'm 10 feet from Scotty Pippen. And I, for the first time in my life, don't know what to do or say. I just stare. Until Mike shows up. Mike walks right past him. And I swear, this was a true out-of-body experience. It's like, especially at that age, you can't quantify. It's seeing God. He's Lord. He's He's the Lord. And he had the cool gold hoop earring. And he just walked right onto the bus. And I remember thinking, like, this this will be the best moment of my life. Of your life. And I don't think that I've experienced anything quite that (laughs) out-of-body, ghosts included, since that moment seriously yeah and isn't it so funny that like pippin was there but then as soon as jordan walks out it's like pippin just disappears right (laughs) mike's back mike's back i'm back mike's back um so michael jordan was my first true love yes and that is a good segue for us to talk about uh something that we haven't done adam in close to eight years oh yes tried dating today we're going to talk about dating dating This is a little out of our depth. Like Billy said, we're both in very, very stable, incredibly loving and healthy long-term relationships. Right. Billy and I both started dating our current girlfriends literally almost on the same day. You July 3rd, 2008. Me July 4th, 2008. Literally. Wild. (laughs) God. We are from an Archie comic strip. We live the same life. (laughs) Exactly. Right. So we, yeah, we've been out of this sort of the dating game uh, for quite a significant amount of time. Yeah. And we often ask the listeners of No Joke to... um, um, help us out with what topics we should be talking about. Yeah. And somebody hit us up and they gave us uh, the topic. We know that you, they first they said that they knew we were in committed relationships. Yeah. Congratulated <laughs> us on that. Respectful. Thanks, guys. Thank you. But they said, <laughs> we're still curious how you would proceed with modern dating or dating in general. And there is a lot of things that like we just simply don't have to consider anymore, yes. Adam. Yes, I know. And so I think it'll be fun on this episode to uh, consider some of those things and see just how bad we'd be at dating Absol- if we had to. Absolutely. My knee-jerk instinct is that I would be atrocious. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It is so funny just in the sort of – in the span, in the duration that we have been in these relationships, which is, what, 2008? So like almost – Wait, eight and a half years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that the landscape of dating has just is like rapidly evolved. And it seems like online, even just online dating has like morphed and evolved so much and like right. splintered to become so fractured and robust sure. and farmersonly.com. And like right. it's become so specified a niche that uh, – I disagree. I think that you would actually be very good at dating. Yeah. And we'll get to why I think Okay, that. great. Um, but it's the first act of the No Joke podcast. And in this act, we like to talk about our past experiences with – Dating. Dating, sure. Yeah. So let's rewind back to the elementary, middle, and high school years. Yes. How many girlfriends, or did you have a lot of girlfriends at that time? Not Certainly not a lot, okay. uh, but I did have uh, a couple. Okay. Um, I uh, went to a he- private Hebrew school, and uh, there was a girl in my class named Meredith. Okay. I will redact her last name. Is uh, this her first? The innocent. <laughs> okay. Is this, is this your first girlfriend? I think this is, our, let me think. Okay, well, let me really rewind. Uh-oh, he just put a swag face on. Adam <laughs> just swag- a little swaggier. <laughs> So let me rewind. Let me just rewind. Eyebrow, eyebrow, eyebrow. <laughs> uh, I, my family. So this is like young, 
you know, sort of like pre-conscious dating, explore, dating, quote unquote dating exploration. I may be four or five. My family is friends uh, with another, with, they have friends. Sure. They have a daughter named uh, Jessica. We yep. sometimes go over to her house. Sometimes, and we're five. Yeah. So sometimes we go to the closet and mush bodies around kind of and like. What? Yeah, well, yeah. Mush I mean, bodies around? Yeah, you know. Like we, hug? Yeah, kind of like hug and just sort of like see what that felt like a little bit. Five-year-olds. <laughs> Five-year-olds. Dating. Dating. <laughs> so I would say that's my first girlfriend. <laughs> Cut to Adam 30 years later on, on like farmers only, yeah. just typing to some girl in Alabama. Want to smush in a closet? Smush in a closet? You like rolling around in a closet? <laughs> uh, so I would say that was my very, 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 very yes. initial uh, quote-unquote what romantic sure. it, experience, whatever, however you want to frame that. Uh, so that was the very first one. Right. And but that was, a little, that was a little unconscious. A very unconscious. Yeah, that was you exploring and not really knowing what yes. your body is even telling yes consciously so when i got to elementary school maybe like third or fourth grade um i realized that (laughs) i mean meredith was a person right i was a person right people were starting to quote unquote get girlfriends and boyfriends yeah i remember that time (laughs) around that time i imagine that you and i had uh used the same bag of tricks which was uh charm 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 nothing but there's there's like a line in the sand in high school (laughs) Where you're either like crazy hot at like 13, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like the world's gonna come your way for like these next three years. <laughs> the world's gonna come your like, way. Like for the next three years, you're gonna have a great three years, and then it's probably gonna slowly trickle down. You got it made. And then there's like the other 98 percent. Yes, and that's who you and I were. I'm sure. Awkward, struggling, uh, braces. Yeah, yeah. But that being said, uh, we were nice. Yeah, we were polite. We yes. were like probably fun to be around yes. for people. Yes, and we were charming. Yes, we could make people feel good about themselves. Yes, at a young age, I imagine. You still possess those qualities. I did. I I like to think that I did. Yes, and 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 I think that was a big contributor to why we were able to sort of like you know skate by in this in the sometimes precarious social landscape right. of public school. Right. Yes. It doesn't necessarily, especially at that age when you are probably I don't know sub sixteen. Yeah. It's hard to uh, win over the opposite sex just on charm. Of yeah. course you can, yes. but it's still such a hormonal thing. It's like, what's your face look like? The hormones are brand new. How much beard do you have? Right. It's <laughs> just like, how much beer and beard do you have? Show me your face. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Great. Yeah, I let's like, kiss. Yeah, Come right. over here. Let's kiss. We're both of the same level of face. <laughs> the the high school community says we can kiss. endorse this. <laughs> We're both the same level of face. The high school community says we kiss. That's how it works, I think, <laughs> more or less. I mean, look through your high school yearbooks of who was dating who, and the I faces. bet their faces are both 7.6 and 7.6. <laughs> 9.1 and 9.1 were just like, who is Hillary Diamond and Joey Papalardo? You guys are so beautiful. How did you become so beautiful at 13? I know. But yeah. even before high school, though, I yeah. mean, like, I mean, pre high school, which was like very conscious and actual hormones, but the. For the third to fifth grade girlfriend boyfriend yeah. acquisition, that's a whole different energy. Sweet because, spot, sweet spot, sweet spot. Because you aren't hormonal, frankly. Puberty has not occurred yet. Yeah. So this is like a pre pre sexual, certainly pre romantic, almost it's culturally a- obligated, weird social peer pressure thing. Yeah. Like I think I think people get boyfriends and girlfriends. In we my school, TV. it was power move. Power move. Power move. You want a little more swag? You want to level up? You date Megan Schnabel. <laughs> puke right now. <laughs> You're in fourth grade. You're in Mrs. Powers class. You want to move up? You want to level up? Level you, you want up. your social rank to go up to? So was it what that was? I mean, like, so in your elementary school, it was yeah. like you. So where were you in your line of friends in terms of like who was getting a girlfriend first to last? Mm, I, mean, like, I had one in like fourth and fifth grade. <laughs> Congrats. Um, but what that entailed was basically uh, she was the person I spoke to least in the entire school. <laughs> That's what that means. We avoided each other at all costs because we were dating. Now. That's how you know you're dating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd like have to line up for like five. Like we weren't even in the same class. So like I don't know. I didn't know this person. <laughs> but like sometimes. It's like we an arranged li- marriage. Seriously. And, like, and, except we didn't live in the same house <laughs> and we did not communicate. But then there would be like a fire drill. Where everyone would like line up outside, and you're like, "Well, this is my opportunity to see my girlfriend," and you would, and you'd go the opposite way. <laughs> and that's how you know it's love. I'm just going to the kickball field. Like I know Megan's over there, but I, I'm in over my head right now. I had the exact. That is the my exact, and probably many people's exact experience. Yes, of the first fourth to fifth grade girlfriend, Meredith and I were quote unquote dating, and the reason we knew we were dating is because we never spoke or made eye contact ever. First day of seventh grade, I believe that me and my sixth grade girlfriend, who again we probably didn't speak once in a year and a half. 
uh, I got a note from her that was folded up in one of those cool like folds that you do in high oh, school yeah. paper. And I opened it up and it said it wasn't written from her. It was written from her friend. And she said that uh, you guys aren't dating anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's not That's your girlfriend. To... She's not your girlfriend anymore. Tough way to find out. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. I like her friend is like the hatchet man. It's just like I the know. person that fires. Well, we don't talk. Yeah, We've already established don't... that me and her don't talk. <laughs> we We're in a talk. very healthy, uh, nonverbal relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And furthermore, I remember actively getting – it was a source of anxi- a source of stress for me that to uh, to the prospect of seeing my girlfriend. Right. In, quote, unquote, girlfriend. Yes. The prospect of seeing her at recess. Yes. Seeing her at Mrs. Rothenberg's class. Yes. Was stressful. Yes. Because I – I didn't know how to what I was supposed to do. I don't want to hold hands. My hands are sweaty. And like I don't I get, even like you. I'm I don't like I don't know anything. I'm ten. I'm ten. Yeah, exactly. You want me to like you? I don't even know who I am. Yeah, exactly. I like Nintendo. I like Nintendo. I right. like Sega Genesis. Right. Is that a girlfriend? But I knew that dating was fun enough, or there was something about it that like made it more fun than just not dating. Yes, exactly. And I've kind of tried to carry that wave through. Yes. Ride that wave. Now, do you were there any fourth and fifth grade relationships in your experience with any peers or friends of yours that actually lasted a significant amount of time? Like, dare I say, even into high school? No. That's hmm, insane. Good one. Yeah. High school into marriage. Yes. Elementary? <laughs> no. Yeah. And I'm really happy for everyone that that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Because you need to explore just a little you bit You do, more. yeah. That, it's tough making, like, putting your flag in the ground in fourth grade. That's true. Yeah. And there is – and the other side of that is there is something hopelessly and so sweetly romantic about that. Like, yes. I have friends whose parents are like, yeah, we grew – we went to kindergarten together and now we're married. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That is yeah. a full life lived That together. is a full life lived. Yeah, there's something really nice about that. Um, first act break. We are talking dating. Um, in the first act, we talk about our past lives with it. So yep. do you know – can you think of a song about young love? Yes. How about Why Must I Be a Teenager in Love? One of my favorite doo-wop songs. Done. Bingo. was Why Must I Be a Teenager in Love by Dion and the Belmonts, a song that was certainly sung by my high school acapella group, the Testoster Tones. Yes, sir. Absolutely. We've talked about those tones. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about those tones. Yep. Uh, as we promised, the, uh, welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. This is Act 2. Uh, today we're discussing dating, but before we leap back into the topic at hand, uh, we did make a promise in the first act that we would reveal yes. the extra special reveal as a New Year's gift yes. to our listeners. NBA center Dikembe Mutombo's full given name. Yes. Which is 
Tikembe, Mutombo, Mipolando, Mukamba, Jean-Jacques Wamutombo. Wamutombo is his last name. Correct. So his second name is Mutombo. No, no. Oh, you, Adam was going to pass it to me. I'd rather no live need. in the blindness. No need. <laughs> his second name is Mutombo, and his final name is Wamutombo. That is the equivalent of the evil Mario brother. <laughs> That's right. Wario. That's right. Wa- evil Mutombo. Wamutombo. Yes. Dikembe Mutombo is both the good Mutombo and the evil Wamutombo. Duality. He, okay. He, he is, is Jekyll and Yang. He's I'm going to challenge you, Adam. Please. Leave that screen open. Okay. I challenge you to uh, try and pronounce his name backwards. What, what do you mean? From last name to first name? Y'all heard me. Okay. From last name to first name. This is Dikembe Mutombo's full name, beginning at his last and going to his first, uh, said in reverse. Wamutombo Jacques Jean Mukamba Mopolando Mutombo Dikembe. Okay, that's beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to add one level of challenge. And thank you. Say the words backwards. Oh, baby, that's what you meant. Letter to letter. Well, here that we one go. was beautiful. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it's like, I was just speaking in tongues at felt. Yeah, suddenly oh. you were like this like French poet. <laughs> French poet. Now, this is the Kambi Matumbo's full name said in reverse. Obma tumau seu quak niege abmakum od nolopum obmotum. So here's what we're going to do in the third act, guys. I'm going to, in post, try and put what Adam just said in reverse. We're literally going to reverse the The reverse. And we're going to see if what he just said actually sounds like Dikembe Mutombo's full name. I literally cannot wait for the results. I actually can't wait. These are the gifts we are bestowing to thee. This is what 2000... These are the kind of gifts 2017 brings unto thee. Yes. (laughs) So if you have a friend who likes the stupid things like what we're doing right now, tell them to subscribe to the No Joke Podcast. Yeah. Go onto your podcast page on your iPhone or Android and subscribe hard. So hard. To the No Joke Podcast because there's gifts coming. So many gifts. Not just to Kemba Matumbo's full name pronounced backwards and forwards, but probably more of that, actually. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll finish our plugs by saying that we have a Twitter handle that we are always on, so please follow us there. It is No Joke Pod. You can email us at nojokepod at gmail.com. We read all of them and. We will respond. We will. So it's the second act of the No Joke Podcast. Yes, sir. Talking dating. We're talking about dating here. Okay, so we're living in a hypothetical. Yep. As we've established, we're in long, healthy, uh, committed relationships Eight with no end in sight. Going strong. Yeah. So we've been out of the dating pool for almost a decade. But that doesn't mean that we can't imagine. <laughs> no, we can imagine. Yeah. Modern dating, Adam. Yes. So now here's my question to thee. Okay. Um, there's Tinder. There's yes. all these kind of like... Uh, there's a lot of online dating services. Yes. And that's the kind of that's where I want to live in the second act. For yes. A second. One of the biggest parts of Tinder yes. is that you need to have a few pictures of yourself. Yes. And you need to have a song that plays a pop song or some popular song or some song that exists that plays while your photos really? uh, can be seen. So those are the two things, well, three pictures and one song okay. that you can sell yourself. Okay. With. What song would be on your Tinder profile? That's a great question. And let's talk about uh, what type of song says what type of thing about you. Yeah, okay. yeah. Does this I, make sense? Yeah, okay. totally. It makes perfect sense. Uh, I didn't even realize that there was sort of a back backing soundtrack to the Tinder to the Tinder yep. sphere. I mean, there's only because there's so few details that you can actually include. Yeah. Um, it's like your name, your age, and a few other things. Yes. That there's only a few like creative splashes to say this is who I am. Yes. And yeah. it's like, what song did he or she choose? Correct. Ah, Mumford and Sons. Yes. Um, so my instinct, my first instinct. That's why we're here. Okay. Is Method Man Mary J. Blige. Wow. You're all I need to get by. Uh, now I know that's like a little. Uh, there's like a in the hip hop here. That's like a there's a sappiness to that. I don't know. That's a pretty awesome song. It's a fairly awesome song. That beat knocks knocks as hell. Yeah. So I think that what that says about me is that like I am aware that this is a love song. I'm interested in love. It's like that's why I'm here. Yes. And I have a there's a sincere streak to me. Yeah. Because that is a sincere. Love hip hop love song R and B whatever no question there's sincerity to it it's not like gross or silly you're supposed to be funny or weird no it's Method Man confessing his love to Mary J Blige okay so there's like a to- there's like some real heart to it so I think that it would reveal that I do have a sincere side but also yes there's a playful element to it well, you know what I'll say about this song Adam which yes. I really appreciate yes. There's a playful element to it, but there's also like a, like a sense of edge to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like playful, like corny. No, playful. No, like if if 
If you are trying to attract somebody who is a fan of Method Man and would know this song, job well done. That's what I'm saying. Yes. This is a really, really rock solid yes, song, no, Adam. I am soaked. I am very, very psyched that you endorse this. Yes. That's a that's actually, uh, if I could be so bold as to say, that's one of the best songs I've ever heard someone oh, suggest dude. for that. Wow, Billy. Thank you so much, man. You're welcome. Yeah, because it, it, I, I think you're totally right. It speaks to my actual musical and aesthetic taste. Yes. Like, if you you gotta fuck with the Wu-Tang Clan, frankly. It would help. It would help if you effed with the Wu-Tang Clan. Because that, that, that assumes other quality about that person. Exactly. Yes. So Thank if you, you understand understand method man we're good okay okay um and uh and yeah there okay is, so that's your song i think that's my song you have three pictures okay now within these pictures adam yes uh you can you usually show a different shade of right, yourself right and sometimes not always sometimes one of the pictures can be lightly scandalous not yeah. scandalous but like showing some leg a little leg maybe a little leg or a bicep so is there any sort of pictures that you would see yourself uh trying to set up firstly i'm a notoriously bad picture taker i don't say that with false humility i said that because i don't totally i've never quite learned the proper smile tech uh technique i respect you and love you and that's true thank you yeah uh and we've taken many photos together so you know that firsthand that is true i just say that i have i've taken the most photos of my life with you. probably <laughs> probably and yeah. you also probably taken the most photos of me at, than anyone, I think. Sorry. Probably. Then, then sorry. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Knowing how awful you are at it, I'm sorry that I subject you to it so often. And I'm sorry that I am the subject of those photos. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so uh, I never don't really know, like, teeth, no teeth. The smile's always awkward. So, like, I'm not a great posed, like, posing for a photo. Right. So my instinct would be to go towards my candid collection. Candid. Candid. Okay. Am I bold enough to include, like, a Harvard sailing team photo in there? Like, hey, I'm, a co- I'm in comedy. Yeah. Like... Are you going? Yeah, it's a good question. Are you going to try and platform what you're known for into it? There's a double-edged sword there. Are I you mean, rocking an argyle sweater in it? Or are you taking a screen grab from Boys Will Be Girls or some popular video? <laughs> I don't think you're doing that. I, that uh, that makes me cringe only because I'm I'm not big. On, I'm uncomfortable with self promotion. I would not to. I would not want to set the precedent. Like I'm a guy that's going to talk about the videos I make all the time. Good. Because that isn't me. You're making all the right decisions. Okay. Dude. <laughs> if you think that you're not going to be good at dating, you have at least all of the right parameters and guards up. I appreciate that. I'm considering it at least. Yes. Okay. So I don't think it's going to be like a like a showbiz photo still production still freeze frame from a no. video. One's going to be a picture of you shooting a basketball. Definitely. Of which there are plenty. Yes. And and so, yes, that, that's a great place to start. Right. I think one would be me shooting a basketball. Yeah. Um, because it would be like, oh, he's sporty. He's mm-hmm. athletic. The tough thing is that you like to associate – you like to represent yourself by the people you are surrounding that's yourself true. with. That's true. I guess that's a good point. And like nothing makes you happier than being around like a big family or your group of friends. That is true. But on Tinder and in social dating apps and in dating in general, it's about me now. I guess that's the like, case. Like you got to like this. I know. So with that in mind, you have two more pictures. One is shooting a basketball. Yes. Um, let's say that one of your pictures can be a group photo. Okay, great. Okay. doesn't be a big group. Um, who would you want in the picture with you and would you want it to make you look better? Well – Again, and again, I hate to be hokey here, but I mean, it may very well be a photo from like one of our big friend group trips to Big Bear or like something like that. You can expect, if you date me, you might be going on trips with my friends. My friends are my family and you need to know who my family is. Well said. Okay. Literally that. And like, I know that is again, like a little bit sincere. We're good. One basketball, one Big Bear. Yeah. I have have hobbies. I have friends. And I also have a scandalous side. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) What is my scandalous pick? Now I have nearly never taken my my shirt off uh, for a photo on purpose. However, my shirts are rarely cover my whole body. So there is probably... a picture of you at Burning Man where you're not wearing a shirt and you are wearing a dress. That's a really good one because I think that might be the like the right amount of scandalous. I'm adv- oh he goes to bur- it would be like an unexpected thing like Method Man and Burning Man right all the men that's two men <laughs> yeah, exactly who is this man who is this man who associates with all these men uh-huh. so maybe it would be like a Burning Man type photo be like oh this dude has a sense of adventure and look at his torso. Would you take a picture of yourself um, in your boxers, drinking a coffee, looking out the window, full body? (laughs) (laughs) Looking out the window, like contemplatively. Yeah. It's morning. I'm having my morning coffee. Just boxers. It's a candid, like I invite. It's not about your body, but it's there. It's not about my body. And who, who, isn't it weird? I mean, like who's taking that photo in this hypothetical? Me. 
Oh, my buddy. <laughs> I invited my buddy over in the morning to take this photo of me almost naked drinking coffee looking out yeah, the window. Yeah, because then you're taking mine. I'm also <laughs> in my underwear. <laughs> okay, great. Well, then, yeah, I would do something like that. But it's not about the activity. It's about the result. It's, it's about the result. It's about the result. It's about, yeah. Is that how you want to scandalize your – is that the nice scandalous picture that you'd like to take? I don't know. What about you cliff jumping? Maybe you're doing an epic dive off a Hawaiian cliff? Yeah, something I would definitely never do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> something I would absolutely never do. I mean, like, if I'm, like, a funny guy, if right. I'm, like, being funny i like photoshop my face on the rock's body you know mm. what i mean it's like i'm like a funny guy you had made so many right decisions <laughs> up until that. yeah that's you literally not... just lost the date <laughs> there I were so many that. cool women i was ready to set you up with. i said photoshop you have three pictures adam <laughs> we've all seen a muscular body <laughs> we don't need to Oh, you were so close to being so such close. a good I, date. I didn't make a misstep, but the Photoshop is a wrong move. Should have just jumped off that cliff in Hawaii. <laughs> Would have been chilling. Yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, you know what? There is a photo. Speaking of Hawaii, there is a really nice photo uh, when Clayton, friend of the pod, yeah. and myself went to Hawaii a handful of years ago. We're on the beach. I'm just uh, – it's a candid photo, but uh, – Still shirtless? It's still totally shirtless. Very okay. Hawaii. Okay. My good friend Clayton is in the photo as well. Oh, this is putting me in a place of really considering dating. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. once you're in a long-term committed relationship, you simply – you don't think about, like, how do I need to, like, present myself to attract? How do I – Like, of course you want to be attractive and continue to attract your partner. Right. But when it's like the just huge void in front of you, exactly, it's like, well, I'm not wearing a shirt, so so this should help a is little. Is that attracting? Is that yeah. attracting? <laughs> Does that attract? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Does that attract? Yes. It is funny because we. It's you're so right. It's like we are obviously by habit we want to attract our specific mates that we have. Right. We're not talking about being generally capital A objectively to the. To John is this, public attractive? Is this attractive to most? Do you attract? Are you attracted? <laughs> are yeah, you attracted? I don't know. I don't know. Right. Okay, so Bill, I throw the same question to you. Oh yeah, three you photos are. and a song. Okay, great. Um, my song would be man. It's going to be tough to top yours. Whoa. Okay. Do you know Keith Sweat Twisted? <laughs> um, I mean, I think I've probably heard it before, but maybe don't know it by name. I could try and sing it, but I would best. I would make it so much worse than it is. Okay. It is this soulful. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Because I think I learned a lot from your uh, lesson of um, a little bit of edge. A little edge. Just a little bit of edge. And also, if you know this song, if you under, if you if you can tell me who's playing in the background, I know that we're good here. Okay. If are... you know who Keith Sweat is, like a lot of people know who Method Man is. Obviously, Wu Tang is huge. But if you were listening to Keith Sweat in '96, we have the same taste. I mean, we are going to be simpatico. Exactly. Yeah. It is like a canary in the coal mine. Like, dude, do you get that signal that I floated out there? Okay, great. What yep. a great first sign. Yep. In my pictures. Yes. Um, I think that I would like uh one. <laughs> okay, so we need to attract. Yes. Okay. I think that I might go. Maybe one full scandalous. Great. One half scandal. Uh, and I'll tell you what half scandal means. I'm ready. And then one gentleman. Okay. 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 I'll go half scandal first. Okay. I'd want a picture maybe from like a Tough Mudder type okay. event. Okay. Yep. Where you're not flaunting it, but you're flaunting it. Absolutely. Like it requires you to be flaunting it. And you're flaunting it. Because it's not just look at my hot body and I did this amazing physical thing like as a posed photo. Right. It's in the context, like you said, of an event, of right. a half marathon, of a Tough Mudder. It's like I just had to use my hot body for this. And there's context to it too. Exactly. I'm also adventurous. I'm getting all the adventurous and like, you know, we could be doing crazy things, but it's also half scandal. Half scandal. Okay. Great pick. Okay. I think that my um, non-scandal picture. Gentlemen. Would probably just be maybe me at my desk uh, counting huge stacks of cash. Oh, cool. Just like <laughs> – just at your desk in your home. Yeah. Just counting massive stacks of cash. Yeah, maybe me peeking through a little window of, of cash where there's just cash stacked in front okay, of cool. me. Okay, cool. You're looking at the camera. You're like, this is just my life. Yeah. Got it. Right. What denomination are the bills on the table? Uh, one. All ones? Yeah. So you're, you're counting stacks of ones, mm -hmm. looking at the camera like bawling. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I got $80 here. Got it. Okay. Okay, good. And then my full scandal would be uh, the picture you take of me in front of your window. <laughs> my drinking coffee. Drinking the coffee. Okay, great. So that's really, really good. Uh, I'm going to need to hear Keith Sweat's Twisted. I mean, just like maybe during the break or whatever, but just to like fully sort of get the mental image. But I would date you. Okay. <laughs> what do you say we listen to Keith Sweat Twisted in the two hole? Let's do it. Right now.
Keith Sweat's Twisted. Sure was. An undeniably sexy song. Smooth. It's like the lazy river of songs. You just go for a ride. God, it's gorgeous. Now, Bill, right before we hop back on the mic, you told me you acquired that single how? Or that song how? I bought that CD single at the mall in the basement. (laughs) Each phrase is better than the last. CD single. Single! At the mall. Here's the thing about CD singles. (laughs) And this is what kids of the 90s, at least slick kids from the 90s, knew. yes. Life in the 90s was all about filling your CD tower. Yes. You had a CD tower that had way too many slots. Absolutely. If you were like me, you got a four-sided CD tower that held 50 on each side. So now you owe your – That would rotate like a lazy Susan? Yep. Obviously. And you have 200 CD slots you need to fill. Yes. There's only so many Dookies and Fujis of the score that you can put in that Specifically one of each. Yes. Yeah. So that's two. You still have 498 slots to fill. A lot to go. Enter Keith Sweat's Twisted and other CD singles. <laughs> yeah. Like LL Cool J's Who Do You Love? Yeah. You know that song? Who do you love? Exactly. Are you for sure? Song's called Loungin'. Loungin'. Yeah. It's a hot song. Um, <laughs> that was also a CD single yeah, I would it was. buy at the mall yep. in the basement. Yep. The reason I bring up the basement yes. is because it was the mall forever. It was the Roosevelt Field Mall in uh, Long Island. Yes. It's a big mall. Yes. And then out of nowhere, there was just a CD store in the basement. And there was never a basement. <laughs> So now it was like this new level that we could sneak down to. So they opened up a whole new level of the mall for a store? It was, yeah, the CD store. Because in the 90s, so CD stores were, were the store. Everything. Yeah, that was the big store. Oh, my God. That's where you would get your posters. What, now, why didn't you want to buy the entire Keith Sweat album? Because you know you like the song. This is the song you and Steve vibe out to. You want this track. You don't want the whole, all the sweat. I'm 14 years old, and all I know about Keith Sweat is this one song. And I also know that I only, only brought 450 to the exactly. mall. 
You I know, want the sweat droplet, not the whole sweat. I can't afford a full sweat, right? Exactly. Now. I can literally just afford a single drop of sweat. Unbelievable. Now, maybe you've mentioned this on the podcast, but I do think it's worth saying, and just as we're on the topic of CD acquisition, your first two CDs, I know that you've mentioned this before, but I think it's worth repeating. Yes. You, Billy, your first two CDs, which, as you have said, encapsulates the alpha and omega of your personality. Correct. Your first two albums were? Aladdin. And Dr. Dre's The Chronic. And that's really all you need to know about Billy. So that in a Tinder profile would be your dating profile. Good call. My first two CDs were Aladdin and Dr. Dre's The Chronic. That's what you need to know about I saved me. up and I bought myself a boombox. Uh, and then I got Aladdin and The Chronic on the same day. And which has gotten which gets more play now in 2016? Be honest. Full album, The Chronic. <laughs> yeah. Certain tracks, Aladdin. One step ahead of the bread line. Duh. Done. I mean, I mean, there's just that that album is amazing. <laughs> it is Make a, no mistake. It is incredible. It's like a Robin Williams comedy album, essentially. And do they give you? I believe they do. They give you two versions of a whole new world. Oh the yeah. Soundtrack. They give you the movie rendition, and then the like, radio radio style. And then like Peebo Bryson and Celine Dion show up, and you're like, this is Jasmine and Aladdin Pebo now. Peebo Bryson. Peebo. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think that is who it was. Is Peebo short for Peabody? Is his like, name Peabody Bryson? I like to think so. Peabody, Peabody Bryson. Peabody's an incredible name. Peebo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If he married Tim Tebow, his name would be Peebo Tebow? Yeah, and that would be good for all of us. <laughs> Peebo Tebow. Yeah. Third act of the No Joke podcast. In this episode, we are talking about dating. It's the third act, so we're talking about the future of dating. Yes. The thing that spooked – the only thing that – I mean, honestly, you gave me a lot of confidence in that previous act that yeah. my dating profile would attract yes. at least some potential mates. Are you attracted? <laughs> Am I attractable? <laughs> Uh, so I do think that uh, maybe I would do okay. The thing that just kind of intimidates me about online dating uh, is the transients and the pace. It seems like a breakneck pace. Yes. That's all. And it also feels flooded. It feels saturated. It feels super flooded. With the swipe left, swipe, swipe left and swipe right, Yeah, it people come and go so quick yeah. that, that I imagine at some point you start seeing the same faces twice and yeah. three times over, which is kind of like the high school complaint where yes, it's like exactly. there's only so many people here. Yes. And it's funny. It's like a reactionary thing to before online dating. It was, you know, online dating was this new way to meet all of these people. Right. But now in these localized ways of yeah. dating, it probably gets a little harder. And I think I would just always be, and even on the date itself, I don't know, I'm just as long as we're positing and hypostulating here. That is, I, I yeah. think that I would feel a little self-conscious to be like, okay, like you saw my method, you like the Method Man Mary J. Blige song. Yeah. You saw my three fun photos from Burning Man and from this and yep. from Hawaii and from this. So this yep. is all you know about me. Yep. And I think I would feel, and maybe this is just dating, period. Yeah. I would feel pressure to be is compounded by online dating because it is so transient, and I know that this da- this girl that I'm talking to probably has like 13 other dates that she just was on and yes. that is about to be on. Mm-hmm. That I think that I would feel. I don't know if I would be able to di- divorce my consciousness from that idea, and I would feel a lot of pressure to be like, show off for you for these two, oh, 90 minutes, and this is the totality that's, of my personality. That's dating, I dog. Think that's just dating. That's dating, okay. dog. I mean, like, you and I are no strangers to pitching television shows or pitching concepts. Yes. You walk into that room, and you have about a 15-minute window to convince a complete stranger that they need to give you all this money for this piece of imagination. Yes. For this, like fantasy you've created yes you did the same thing on tinder you've created this like perfect version of yourself and now you gotta sell seriously yeah and in these 90 minutes will you buy me for the re- potentially the rest of our lives right so it feels and like it's tough i imagine that it's tough and again you and i haven't been dating definitely for not. eight and a half years nope but i imagine it's tough to uh because like the older you get the more vulnerable you also yeah. become and you probably have to put away some of those vulnerabilities and like fears and things that kind of like probably really much more define who you are exactly for the sake of keeping up this uh, picture you just took in front of your window in your underwear seriously and I think I would struggle I mean again uh, I don't know but I think that I could see myself struggling between being radically honest which is I think my instinct um, versus trying to maintain like a, uh, I don't know, play my cards a little close to the vest and be like a cool guy who right. like, has a little bit of mystery and like I'll unfold over time, get to know me over the course of the next year, you'll learn all my insecurities and secrets. That's the thing. The, we all think about like data. I, I shouldn't say we all. Yeah. But to me, a person who hasn't done it in a long time, there's just like that one cool, uh, quote unquote, cool approach to dating. Yeah. Where it's like, how many days do I call them after yeah. the date and stuff like that? Be coy. It's all got to die, right? Uh, yeah. All that's got to go away. I mean, you just have to listen to your gut for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's our instinct. Again, what? But what this is—that was the question that uh, the person asked us. How would we do it? How would we do it? 
I would personally probably throw away. I would be listening to my gut throughout. I think I would. I and I'd be only... reading the signs uh, from how the dates were going and yeah. who was making me the most excited. Yeah. And who you just wake up thinking about the next day. Yeah, yeah. Shout them out. I mean, especially in the world of like 24-7 social media where there's Twitter and Facebook and Google and you can pretty much find out any Anything information you want you about anybody. anyone. Yes. And then it comes down to, and you can also get in touch. You can just simply reach out and message yes. anybody at yes. any point. If you have the opportunity and the person's on your mind, I don't think that it's – and you got the signals that you two were both uh, yes. simpatico. Yes. Then I'd, you make the move, right? Yeah. What, what is the move? Reach out. Say, hey, I had a great time yeah, last night. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, keep, my god. Keep it rolling. Don't play the don't play the capital D dating game. I don't understand Where it's that. like, well, I have to do this and that and this and that. Three days before we text and I'll let her text first. And if it's longer than five characters, then I'm mad. And right. I, like, I don't even really understand the language of that totally. Right. Because once you approach a relationship, I imagine, from a place of this is how dating works as opposed to this is how I'd like me and a relationship to work. Right. Um, if you approach it from the relationship standpoint, then you're getting already what you need. Yeah. Because you're approaching it from a place of, I know who I am and I'm acting authentically. Yes, yes. But if you're approaching it from a dating rules standpoint, yes. you're bound to fail. Yes. Or bound to be frustrated. It is also funny. I mean, just dating in the internet age, it's something that I guess people who are dating have take for granted. But it's like, of course you Google the person you're about to see. Right? Like, of course. We talked about this on the Grace Helbig episode, where now you are a weirdo. If you don't Google it's the person you're to. about to meet, go on a meeting with, go on a date with, in some capacity. It shows actual restraint yeah. to want to meet the person. It's almost like it almost feels like a, like a level of protection where it's like yeah. I'm, I'm better off having all the information I can in advance. And in a way that's true because of course that's true. It's like human curiosity and also like yeah, you want the context for this human you're about to meet and that right. you're potentially interested in. What you'd be almost foolish, like Grace was saying, yeah. almost foolish not to do a little bit of digging, a little bit. But does it de-romanticize the uh, meeting of someone, of I a stranger? Think, I think it innately probably does. Right. I mean, to a certain degree. It has definitely um, made uh, class reunions less fun. Yeah, those are moot now. Ten-year reunions Meaningless. are, I know it all. Facebook. I haven't seen you in 10 years, and I could tell you what you ate for dinner last night. Exactly. Yeah. So in the dating context, I wonder. Right. I wonder how that affects or influences uh, dating. You know what I mean? Have you heard of Raya? Raya. No. Okay. No. So Tinder is for the plebeians, okay. for us. <laughs> okay. And then two levels up oh, right. is Raya. There's a bumble in the middle there somewhere. There's a bumble in the middle. Okay. But if you keep climbing that rope past bumble, <laughs> you land in the clouds, okay. and in the clouds is Raya. Where, who is on Raya? Um, famous people. Okay. Um, people with huge social media followers. Okay. People who can't uh, necessarily put themselves on dating platforms because they're a little too famous. Fine. And it might be like super fans or people want to start it just dating stalked. them that way. Sure. Okay. Now, there is a, uh, a litmus test. There's a test. You have to have certain <laughs> qualifications. And even if you meet those qualifications, Raya still may reject you. Jesus. What are all the qualifications? I think if you are a guy, uh, you need to have something like. 50,000 social media followers Excuse on Instagram specifically, you. maybe like 100,000 or something like so that. So celebrities. If you have to be on a television show, a movie, um, you, need to be, you need to be a presence. <laughs> and for a woman, uh, I think that some of those things apply. And then also, I think if you're a babe, they'll let you in. Okay. So it's basically <laughs> club rules apply. Got it. Got club, it. Club rules apply. Okay, got it. Which is shitty. Yeah. The, whole, the whole idea is whole, shitty. Obviously. But, needless to say. But to live in the hypothetical okay, for great. a second. Raya. Okay. You're single again, Adam. Okay. Um, you don't have 45,000 uh, followers. Absolutely not. Okay. You are going to be on a television show on Comedy Central, and you <laughs> no. are a known comedian to a certain extent. Known is relative, but okay. I'll take it. Yeah. more. You're more known than others. Fine. You sign up for Raya. Okay. And you get the email back saying, you've been rejected. Oh, shit. You are not uh, allowed to date here. <laughs> allowed. But then on the bottom, there's a little link that says, um, think that you've been wrongfully denied. <laughs> Call this number. What? Can you pitch – I'll be Raya. All right. Can you pitch yourself to me, sure. Raya's customer service, sure. on even th on why you should be a member? Yeah. Uh, hi. Is this Raya? This is Raya. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I'm Adam. I actually applied to uh, participate in your dating website. Oh, that's right. I was the one who rejected you. Oh. Oh. What's your name? Uh, my name's Rai. Oh, hey, Rai. Uh, are you related to Raya? 
Uh, no, Raya, no. Oh, not even a person, I guess. No, my name's Ryan. I'm oh, sorry. Ryan, I'm sorry, but you just go by Ryan. Yeah, I'm a cool, laid-back guy. That's cool. I'm Adam, but I, I go by Ad sometimes, so I get that. Uh, that's actually one of the things I wanted to actually bring up, is that I'm actually super cool, and I think if you got to know me, um, maybe you would maybe reverse your decision. I just maybe was wondering if I could get a little more intel in terms of what made you think that I didn't make the cut. Okay, well, I guess that your social media numbers weren't really up to what our standards are, and we haven't really seen any of your silly web videos that you... Uh, promoted in your pitch oh they're great okay yeah i'm sure they are uh can you maybe tell me a little bit about yourself like what makes you think that you can be dating uh our beautiful pool of women <laughs> beautiful pool of women uh well i would love access to the pool and a lot of people would again it's not about what you want tell me why you uh deserve it well i only have about three thousand twitter followers right now and uh, many of those are bots yeah uh <laughs> I would estimate about half. So that's about 1,500 real followers, perhaps. Mm. Many of those are family. So, uh, yeah, my social media presence isn't necessarily, quote-unquote, robust, maybe up to the Raya standards. Uh, but if need be, I'm willing to buy as many bots as it takes in the Joe Mandy style okay. uh, to get my numbers up. Okay. So I have a willingness to play ball, and I'll fudge my numbers as much uh, as is appropriate um, to sort of crack that Raya threshold. Okay. So I'm willing to cheat. Okay. Last question. What uh, – what – what is, it, what is it about Raya that makes you want to be a part of our community so badly? Well, there's a beautiful pool of women. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I love associating with other just like cool laid back guys like you, Raya. Uh, <laughs> I love associating with other like – first of all, beautiful pool of women, duh. Obviously, other laid back dudes like me with huge – I'm joking. <laughs> With you, social media presences. <laughs> Literally choking. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard, I'm choking on my body. I don't know if you know this, but I went to Burning Man okay. a couple times. I saw that picture of you in the dress. I'm pretty adventurous. We're looking more for guys on motorcycles, less on guys in dresses. Oh, okay. I'm way too scared to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, but I did do a reality show with my friend Clayton once, and we drove cross country, and that got me a whole lot of followers. Yeah, including... you included that link. You included that link to the podcast. That was about on seven years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if that's relevant. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, uh, look, I'm a really great guy. Uh, I have a lot of really cool friends. Yes, uh, I could probably introduce you to some of my cooler friends if you let me in. I've already, I'm... I've already let them in. Oh, the... you already let them in. Yeah, Amir and George Basil are already on. Right oh, now, that so is hurtful. That is hurtful to me. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, maybe I'm really questioning my uh, desire to be a member of Raya, but although I'm just saying that to you out loud, in my heart I know I desperately want to be included in the club. There you go. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> uh, anyway, well, Raya, so uh, please just consider uh, my reapplication. Uh, like I said, just to summarize, I'm willing to steal or buy or cheat my um, social media followship up as much as is needed, uh, and I'll work out if that's what it comes down to. I'm, I'm happy to drink protein shakes and bulk up. Oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll talk to our beautiful pool of women okay, talk to and see if they'll accept you into our club. <laughs> Perfect. Thank uh, you. Turns out we love dating. Yeah, I, I love it. Did, I didn't realize we would love it so much. Those last three minutes, I like. I I needed to get outside or something. I was dying of laughter. Literally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Adam. Yeah. Happened fast, man. Good one, Bill. We just dated. Yes, sir. We just dated ourselves. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, oh, now would be a good opportunity to leave a little space. Okay. To hear your rendition of Dikembe Mutombo's Name Backwards. Forwards. Dikembe Mutombo Mpolonzo Mukamba Shane Kauquis Wamusambo. Not bad. Sounded pretty good. Okay. Weird way to end the end. Uh, that was the dating episode. It was a fun time. I am your host, Billy Scafiri. And I'm Adam Lustig. And as always, we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>